I got a clown confession to make. Insert coffin opening sound bite here. <laughs> That's right. We have clown confessions for this episode. Welcome to Behind the Red Nose. On today's bonus episode, you'll get to know us, your hosts. I'm Jeremy, also known as Crispy. And I am Lee Andrews, also known as Louie. And let's get right to it. Louie? Lee? Yeah. Okay. So, I've been a clown for more years than I'd like to admit. And I know people go into clowning for different reasons. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about why people clown. And I got to admit, I first got into clowning to meet girls. Which sounds... Really? Yeah, which sounds kind of weird, I know. Because <laughs> what kind of girls are into clowns? I, I don't know. I guess you were hoping to find them. Exactly. Um, so I wasn't an athlete. Um, I wasn't a uh, going to be a doctor or a lawyer like my parents wanted me to be. And I needed something to separate myself from all the rest of the guys on all those websites. I'm not going to name the website that I was on, but had a profile and... I wasn't going to put a uh, picture of myself without my shirt on. And uh, so I was like, <laughs> why don't I put a picture of me in something that's going to grab some attention? And so I was like, you know, how about being a clown? Maybe that'll separate me from uh, from the pack. And believe it or not, that's why I got into it. And what's so funny is I ended up marrying somebody who was terrified of clowns. Really? Really. I had no idea. Kind of crazy, huh? What about you? Well, you're asking what my 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 confession is. Lay it on me. Uh, I don't like clowns. What? Um, you're like you're like King Clown. You're head of the uh, American Clown Academy. What do you mean you don't like clowns? Well, I I uh, I grew up with with watching Bozo, um, and I remember being drawn to the idea of making people happy. But I have a very, um, I don't know, uh, I'm not scared of clowns. I just don't particularly like clowns. Um, I don't know if it's costumes. I don't know if it's makeup. I don't know what it is. I, um, this sounds really weird. I don't, I, I don't know. I can handle it. I'm an adult about it. But it's kind of like a, like a mascot thing. Like I'm not a big fan of mascots. Um, not a, I don't mind Santa Claus. But like, uh, there's a level like I I I help the big man at Christmas time, but I refuse to be an Easter bunny. Um, like there's a level of dignity that I won't lose. So when you're in clown, you look yourself in the mirror. You're okay with that, or is it like a something yeah, that I'm, you're I'm like? Yeah, I'm cool with that. It did, it did. I don't know. I think the I think the biggest problem I have is the amount of people that don't know how to turn it off. Yep. So like yep. when you and I are working at the circus every year, um, when you are out of public eye, because for those of you that don't know Crispy, Crispy doesn't talk. But sometimes, you know, when you're when you're not uh, around the public eye and you're in a corner somewhere, Crispy will talk um, like, you know, how to turn the switch off. And you're not this aggravating mime silent type character that you are throwing popcorn everywhere in the stands. But it is. But, it, you know, it. It took a while for me to get to that point, which believe it or not, when I first started as crispy and I was silent all the time and people started to get pissed off at me because yeah, I would be out of the, the spotlight and I would still be quiet and they'd be like, no one can see you. No one can hear you. 
just say something. And uh, and it's funny that you said about the uh, hating clowns. A lot of clowns terrify me. Well, I don't hate them. I don't. I don't, I don't hate them. I don't. I don't hate clowns. I I just get really aggravated with the fact that. Uh, let's say the, the the clown's real name is John, but yet I constantly have to have a conversation with giggle mit skittles farts, um, <laughs> and it has to, it has to be this this fantasy conversation of no, I really just want to talk about life, but and I and I think that you know I've never done anything else with my life. I've never uh, since I was literally three years old and watching the Super Sunday Bozo Show. I wanted to make people happy. But because I was so long, young, I, I figured that clowning was the only way to do that. So from the time I was three to I'm 28 now, I've never literally done anything else with my life. Very sad, by the way. But I've never oh. done anything. And uh, I, I, I'm, I, I've got that switch. I can turn it on and off because I know how it drives me nuts. So I just assume it drives other people nuts. But sometimes I, I assume wrong. And, you know, these people can stay like this all the time. It's interesting you're bringing this up. There are a number of clowns that I've met in the past and that I've become friendly with who really could not shut off. And I mean, like there was one right. that, and I'm not going to use their real names, but um, there's a clown that I'll, I'll call Sparkles. And I remember going over to his house and everything in his house was a picture of himself as a clown. Every single wall, even over his bed, were the letters that spelled out his clown name. And he was married. And it was one of those things that I remember sitting down with him and he didn't realize his wife was listening and she was at the doorway. And I said, hey, if you could be Sparkles, for the rest of your life and give up who you are as a person and give up everything that is in your life as that man versus a clown, would you do that? And he did not pause for a minute and he said, yes. And I, he, again, he didn't realize that his wife was around the corner and I kind of glanced over and you could see just like all the color leave her face and you could see how she just looked down right. and she turned around and walked away. And it wasn't that he didn't love her. It wasn't that he didn't care about her and that he didn't love his life as the man that he was outside of makeup. But there was something about him as that clown that I remember talking to him on other occasions that he just felt like, that he had found himself and that was the best version of himself was when he was a clown. You, you kind of see that people come at this from a, from a different walk and a different, uh, everybody's got a different background. See, I, I told you earlier, I've never done anything else. This is all I've, I've ever done. Eat it, breathe it, live it, walk it, sleep it, talk it. Um, uh, I'll tell you another confession. There's a, there's a, uh, a little side of resentment um, because this has now become my profession. Um, this is how I make a living. I, I don't really know anything else to do in life. Um, I resent the fact that it, that it is because I'm, I'm on the road six to seven months out of the year solid 
Uh, I'm doing shows the rest of the time too, but at least I'm in my own bed at night. But for a solid six or seven months out of the year, I, I'm not home but maybe one or two days. So I, I miss time with family. I miss time with with my wife. I miss I miss my child. So there's, I think that that also uh, attributes a good bit to my being able to switch the switch on and off, because when I'm home, I can I can do fun stuff. I can be that fun guy, but I also need to be present and be dad and be husband at the same time, if that makes sense. Totally. But do you think your wife understands? I mean, I know your kid's very young, but do you think your wife understands that? there's something deeper to why you're clowning. It's not just a business, but it's again, who you are and, you know, and what you love. And the fact that listen for people who haven't seen your show, I mean, people who look like they've had the worst day, go sit in the stands in front of your stage. And in a matter of moments, all of a sudden they're smiling and they're laughing and they're forgetting about, whatever has been bothering them that day. And I think that's kind of the power also of being a clown is for that, you know, that moment they're interacting with somebody and um, they're having that direct one-on-one contact, even if it's, you know, a big stage, you kind of, it's a lot of times people, um, even with the three rings, like I'll make eye contact with somebody. And for that one moment, they feel special and they're able to, to escape. And with you, do you think that, maybe your wife at least understands that that's why you do it, that there's something bigger than yourself. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure. Um, uh, I, am sure she, she gets that. And, and it, it makes it easier because this is all I've ever done. We've learned how to adapt and make it work. Um, the, the hardest part now is with a young child, uh, having Ashton understand that, uh, you know, it's not that daddy doesn't love you. He's just working. Um, right. so that's, that's interesting, but, but he also, he, he gets that too. Um, and, and he, you know, he's, he's limited in language, but even when we, when we talk, he understands that he's doing shows, he's making, he's doing, doing what he loves, he's doing his job. So he gets that. Um, so I think, I think there is a certain level of understanding to that. Do you remember the first time you put yeah. on clown makeup? Do you remember how you felt? Do you uh, feel different? Uh, I, 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 well, I, fe I felt like I looked like a girl. Um, <laughs> I was three or four. Um, I, we, we were still in the early stages of figuring out what, what clowning was and what it meant. And we were going to a county fair. And my mom, for some reason, said, let's dress you up like a clown. It'll be cute. So we, she, she did whatever she thought in her head was a clown makeup. And I remember looking like a girl. I mean, I, I remember telling her, Mom, people are going to pinch me and they're going to touch me because they're going to think I'm a girl and I don't like this. And we went to the fair. And sure enough, there was the first person that came up to me about ripped my cheek off. She went, you're the cutest little girl ever. And I just turned around to my mom and went, see, see what you did. And, uh, and luckily at that fair, there was a group of clowns um, that have become lifelong friends. Some of them have passed. Some of them, we still stay in touch. But uh, it just happened to be a, a, a universal thing where the universe was on my side. We met these people at this, this county fair. And they, they saw me and went, oh, my Lord, you poor child. And they taught my mom how to do the makeup. We, we did costumes. We did all this stuff 
uh, for a period of four, five, six years with them. And uh, they kind of helped mold the image and the, the skills and helped me fill my tool bag of clown. Did you have the, uh, the full red lips? I remember the one thing that as a white face, they used to always teach me the first time I put on makeup, I tried to put red on my top lip and my bottom lip. And they said, no, 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 don't do that. And for people who like, you know, Google my clown, you'll see that it's the red is only on my bottom lip, not on my top lip, because I remember right away, I looked like a girl. I had, uh, I had long green hair and I had like a little beret and someone gave me like this little painter's smock. And man, I went out there right away and was ready to do my thing. And it, um, I remember um, some people came up and they said, I didn't know there were any girls in this group. They were clowning. And I was silent at the time because they were like, and so I couldn't say, hey, 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 I'm not a girl. So I just had to try to motion the fact that, and you can't be inappropriate. So I'm like, how do I motion the fact that I'm not really a girl? And they would be like, oh, that's, that girl is so funny. And so I walked away and not having been able to tell anybody that I actually wasn't a, uh, a girl. And that was like, you know, <laughs> the next day it was like, uh, we're going to be changing this makeup and I'm going to have a short wig because yeah, I don't talk. And so somebody is going to like, you know, come right. up to me and touch me inappropriately thinking that uh, I'm a girl. And on the first day, a few people did. <laughs> oh, nothing like being felt up on your first day of work. Exactly. Um, yep. Yep. But, uh, but no, yeah, I was, I was a wee tyke and I was just a cute little girl and, and, uh, that really pissed me off. It just, oh man, it, but it, 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 luckily we met those people. They changed it. But yeah, it was, we put the makeup on. It looked like my face had been put on with a paint roller. I had these really hoity toity girly lips and I had these big black eyelashes drawn on. And, and I mean, my mother could not have tried harder to make me look like a lady. And, uh, <laughs> and I had this long raggedy Ann looking wig and it was, it was just, uh, it was horrible. But the funny thing is, is I hated that. And then when I went to the circus, anytime, because, you know, uh, a big thing about clowning is exaggeration. And, uh, and it's really hard to find female circus clowns. So when I was in the, in the circus for the Clyde Beatty Cole Brothers show, um, anytime they needed somebody to be a woman, I, I was always the first one. Hey Lee, you're going to be a lady today. And, <laughs> I was like, oh, gee, thanks. It's like, did we draw straws? Was there a meeting? Did I not get told? But every time I was the, I was the lady and, and, uh, but, but at, at that point it was, it was actually kind of fun and really funny. And, and, uh, I, I'm not going to say I enjoyed wearing a dress, but I can understand why so many people wear them because they're comfortable, but, uh, or some of them are. You ever wear Spanx? They had something called Manx. I wore it one day and I was like, this isn't so bad. I can, <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah. I can see why some uh, some women like it. And then I don't understand why they ruin it with uncomfortable high heels. <laughs> Have you ever had clown groupies? Because I got to be honest, crispy <laughs> for better or worse, probably when I was younger and in better shape, um, had clown groupies, and I had. Some people who would show up every day to the circus and they'd either have like a little drawing of me or they would just want an extended hug, things like that. That's oh, totally, that, that's, yeah. that's the one that's... thing where there are some that you're like, it's amazing. They're, they're 
parents who would say, my kid was terrified of clowns and yet your clown was the one that um, made them happy and made them no longer afraid of clowns and they have your picture on the wall and they come here every year and you're the one they want to see and they love it. And that for me makes, gives me the reason why I, I show up every day and give the same, you know, level of passion and, and energy. On the flip side, there are also those folks that you're like, is this person going to follow me home? Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you meet them in all walks of life. I had, uh, on the circus, I was advanced clown. So I never, I never stayed on circus property very often unless I was visiting the show um, or I, you know, or I mean, really, unless I was visiting the show, I was never at the circus. Um, so I was in a town I had promoted and I had made this connection with a teenager and her mother and her father and pretty much the whole family. Um, well, they went to the circus expecting to see Louie. Louie wasn't there. They figured out where I was and what hotel I was in oh my and God. traveled you know, two and a half hours away, uh, to that hotel. So, and then the opposite end of the spectrum is like, uh, so I perform every year at the Yarab Shrine Circus and Carnival in Marietta, uh, which, uh, Crispy, uh, has been affiliated with for quite a while. So you know what that's like. And that's Marietta, Marietta, Georgia, Marietta, Georgia. That's right. Yeah. Um, so there, there was a groupie, not a groupie. I can't even call this kid a groupie. He's now become like Louis's number one fan. His name is Nathan. And uh, Nathan and his mom saw every show about three years ago at the Shrine Circus. In fact, it was my first year. And um, I had I'd done the shows. I had changed because I, I had my RV there at the circus. And I was up uh, by the circus having dinner. And I... Uh, had changed and was sitting there eating, eating, eating. Listen to me, my Southern. I was sitting there eating, and I had oh, looked oh. over, and I saw Nathan. And Nathan had helped in the shows. He was amazing. So I went over, and I, I just introduced myself and said, do you recognize me? And he just, he flipped. He got up, gave me a big hug, and I spent time with he and his mother. And he he seemed kind of saddish almost after a little while. And I, I asked him what was wrong, and he said, well... They, you know, Yarab creates these great program books at the circus with all the clowns' photos in them. And he had gotten all of the autographs from the clowns, because you can do that before the circus show. You get them to sign the program book. And he had missed one clown named Rusty. And it just so happened Rusty was eating dinner with me. And I said, Aww. Nathan, I can, I can handle this. So I walked him over and I said... Nathan, this is Rusty. Rusty, this is Nathan. Would you do me a favor and sign his program book? And of course, you know Rusty. Rusty was all about, uh, of, course. of course, we're going to do that. No big deal. So he signed Nathan's program book. And from that day forward, I think he and his mother have come to pretty much every show that I have ever done within a two-hour distance of their house. Um, those types of moments and people I wouldn't trade for the world. They they mean they mean everything and they they keep they keep adding fuel to the to the fire. I agree. Uh and that's like what I said before, it's one of those things that when you see the light in a child's eyes or even in an adult's eyes, uh when you come up to them and are able to to bring a smile to their face. And when someone says, Oh my child was 
terrified of clowns or, oh, I was afraid of clowns, but I saw your clown and I came here to the circus and I'm going to come back next year. And sure enough, they come back the next year um, and you were able to get them over for something like that. It's amazing. And then when you're able to, I've done some stuff with people in shelters and, and in hospitals. And when they have really nothing in terms of, you know, happiness potentially around them or hope, and yet you're able to come in there and again, give them an escape for a little while. Um, it's <laughs> as powerful for, I'm sure me as it, as it has been for them. And, uh, on more than one occasion, I've had to try to hold it together. And then I'm sure people are like, who's the crying clown in the corner? <laughs> um, not like, he's not very funny. Why is he crying? He's supposed to be happy. Um, you know, I love what we are as an art form and, uh, I'm excited about this podcast cause it's going to give people a chance to hear more about who we are and what makes us tick. And um, you never know. Maybe we'll get some people who uh, decide to become clowns out of this. We're so happy you're here. Hang with us. It's going to be an exciting journey. And hopefully at the end of it, we will all have a better understanding of what it means to have looked behind the red nose. <laughs>